0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: His bark is worse than his bite. This is The Roy Green Show.
0: Hold on a minute. Isn't it supposed to be his bite is worse than his bark? Anyway, whatever. Hello, everybody. Great to have you with us on The Roy Green Show. It's the Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Go to the webpage, RoyGreenshow.com, and listen back to anything that we air in the podcasts and share your thoughts. You'll also see my blog postings. I put one in there today. Uh, it's time for Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson, but before I say hello to them and beauties and the beast, I want to play something for you. Now, not everybody was with us for the first hour of the program today, so I'm going to back it up a little bit. We talked about the fact that Mr. Trudeau on Thursday in the town hall in Edmonton was challenged by a member of Canada's armed forces, a member of Canada's military, who suffered tremendously in Afghanistan. I was prepared to be killed in action. What I wasn't prepared for, Mr. Prime Minister, is Canada turning its back on me. So, here's what Mr. Trudeau
2: said in response. Why are we still uh, fighting against certain uh, veterans groups in court? Uh, Because uh, they're asking for more than we are able to give right now. Um, They are asking for more than we... Well, no. Hang on. You're asking... You're asking for honest answers.
0: Well, you got an honest response, Mr. Prime Minister. When you say, as the elected leader of Canada, that they're asking for more than we're able to give right now, Canadians don't want to hear that, because we value and respect the men and the women of the military. And specifically and particularly those who've been injured. And often the injuries are not visible, but they often are as well. So when you say we're still fighting certain veterans groups in court because they are asking for more than we're able to give right now, we start to ask ourselves, what are you doing with money? As Joe Warmington from the Toronto Sun said on the program earlier, $180 million roughly was given to Bono and the charity he represents. $2.6 billion Mr. Trudeau pledged to the United Nations. The Canadian delegation to France, to Paris on the Climate Conference of the United Nations had the largest, it was the largest delegation twice the size of that of the United States. And the Prime Minister is bringing a series of ISIS terrorists back to this country, and they'll be spending millions of dollars on them because nothing's cheap. The idea is to reacclimatize themselves to Canada. You bring them back, and you want to reintegrate them into this country. How do you know their, 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 their attitude toward Canada has changed? It's not 1967 to put a flower in your hair. Anyway, I spoke with Don Sorokin. He's the uh, the lawyer for the Equitas Society. And with Major Mark Campbell, member of the PPCLI, who lost both legs to an IED attack in Afghanistan. And they are absolutely... Oh, Major Campbell's furious. And Mr. Sorokin's uh, focus is on getting this case... To be accepted by the Supreme Court of Canada, the British Columbia Court of Appeals turned turned it down. But uh, the whole idea of the federal government having a uh, a social contract with the men and the women of Canada's military is just fundamental. So, this is what we we talked about earlier. But I wanted to bring this into our discussion with Catherine Swift. WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale at LindaLeatherdale.com, um, and Michelle Simpson for LindaLeatherdale.com, and then at Linda Leatherdale on Twitter and Michelle Simpson, former Liberal member of Parliament, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau, at Michelle Simpson on uh, on Twitter. So Michelle, first of all, this is the Prime Minister who sat beside you in question period. When you hear. Uh, Why are we still fighting certain veterans groups in court? Because they're asking more than we're able to give right now. How do you reply? What's your
1: response? Well, first off, Roy, I'm ashamed. And secondly, um, it's not giving. They're entitled to this money. We pay taxes. And I think Canadians are getting fed up with, us not looking after our own seniors, uh, First Nations, uh, the you know the vets, and but we're sure doling it out everywhere else. So I, I'm really ashamed.
0: It's a good word. Yeah, it's a very good word. We heard we had such, such passionate and such honest, uh, gut response to what um, what went down. Uh, Catherine, your thoughts on it.
3: Well, I think it's only fair to bring some perspective in the sense that I I very much believe our military have been let down by many governments, many federal governments over the years, including conservative ones. But I think the relevant point in this instance is Trudeau specifically campaigned with some of these Equitas suit people prior to the election, specifically said he would change these pension arrangements, which is what they're lobbying for and so on. He specifically said that. So given that I believe the military has been mistreated a lot for many, many years, he is 180 degrees going back on his very explicit commitment to these people. So to say now, when billions and billions are being spent on stuff a lot of Canadians don't really prioritize, uh, to say now that they're, they're asking more than we have to spend, no, he's dead wrong, and he's gone back completely on his election commitment to them
0: linda when uh, when Mr. Trudeau spoke, he also has often said, and he said uh, we we, uh, we we quoted him in the first hour, where he talked about there being pension availability, lifetime pension availability for 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 members of uh, of the military, but wounded members of the military and others. but what what he doesn't talk about is that previously the, the monthly maximum was $2,700. That's for the lifetime pension for, wounded, for wounded warriors. Now it's $1,150. Well, it was $2,700. Now it's $1,150. And then the prime minister says, well, but you have to remember, we do other things for wet veterans, like help them with their PTSD. When I said that to Major Campbell, <laughs> I thought he was going to blow a gasket.
2: Well, he should blow a gasket because we've all read the reports of how many people who have served for us to fight for democracy for us, who have committed suicide, who have come back after their service for us and cannot handle it. But here's something I want to remind everybody. What is Omar Qadar? He got $10.5 million from the Canadian taxpayers, and we can't take care of our own veterans who have served for us, who have fought for us, there is something major league wrong here, Roy. And I'm I'm sorry, I don't care how you spin it. This is wrong. These are the Canadians who are here to fight for our rights and freedoms, and we have to celebrate them and we have to support them.
0: Michelle, before I take a break, I am I right in in, in assessing this as either Justin Trudeau is t- tone deaf or he doesn't care.
1: think it's a combination of both. That would be my assessment. He is tone deaf. He's really got a tin ear. And I think the way he he, the Cavalier way said uh, well they want more than we can give. We who's he to say who we is? We the Canadian taxpayers, you know, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't, in this case, I don't believe he's speaking for Canadian taxpayers.
0: Let me take a break. We'll come back with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. We'll talk about the pipeline issue that uh, now has uh, Alberta and British Columbia putting their dukes up, and we'll talk about a, a, a pipeline that is supported by indigenous Canadians and Indigenous people, thirty uh, chiefs have supported this pipeline, the uh, the Eagle Spirit pipeline, and it's that pipeline is sixteen billion dollars, and now they've gotten gotten into a GoFundMe campaign in order to get some funding to sue Ottawa over the oil tanker ban in uh, the north of British Columbia. If the federal government doesn't see the irony. In a GoFundMe campaign being started by indigenous people over a pipeline, then not only they're tone deaf, they're blind too. We'll come right back.
3: Straight talk, no nonsense, honest debate. This
1: is the Roy Green Show.
0: I always think there's a car chase going to start when I hear this. Uh, it's the Roy Green Show. It's Beauties on the Beast with me and Linda and Michelle and Catherine and the issues we're talking about. I'm, I'm going to uh, stay the conversation on uh, on the pipelines a little bit because we're going to tomorrow we'll be talking with Calvin Aline, who's the chairman of the... Uh, Eagle Spirit Pipeline, so he'll be joining us us tomorrow. What I want to do is talk about something that we were going to address, and I'd forgotten about it until I looked at my notes. By the way, uh, Saskatchewan has its new premier in Scott Moll, and uh, the British Columbia Liberal Party will decide on its new leader tonight. And coming back to what we had talked about, and that's the the situation about the Prime Minister and, uh, and our veterans, this brings us a bit of a full circle to the issue we were going to raise, and that is, and it's a topic of interest which has been created, um, I think, by many of the political issues that we've raised on the program, is Canada's Parliament, where the work of the people is done, or is Parliament Hill, where narcissism overrules pragmatic government for the national good? That's a good question to ask, Catherine. Where would you put that? <laughs>
3: In ten seconds or less. <laughs>
0: In eight seconds or less.
3: <laughs> well, it's it's a little of each, unfortunately, and I. But I think the pendulum swings. I, I, let's be fair. Every government has its axis to grind, and and does it represent the majority of people. Who knows? But I think you know the 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 benchmark really has to be do they meet even a reasonable amount of the commitments that they make before they're elected? That, that, I think, is what matters. And frankly, if they're not doing it, if they're not meeting what they promised and therefore were presumably elected more or less on, I mean, it's not ever 100%, but more or less on, then they deserve to have be kicked out next time around.
0: I never asked you why you decided not to become a senator.
3: Oh, well, that's, that's, a, that's a long story. So
0: we're not going to hear it. Story, okay, yeah. fair enough.
3: Okay. I like to say I don't play well with others, and just leave it there.
0: You want the whole sandbox
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: to
0: yourself, okay? All the toys are mine. Uh, Michelle, you were in there. You were in that building. We know that they they don't really believe in, in in ethically informing Canadians of what's going on because you were punished for informing Canadians of your of your uh, expense spending, but. Is there a sense in that building when you're a member of parliament, a member of government, a member of opposition, that your responsibility is to pragmatically manage the affairs of the country, or does it become a narcissistic food fight between political parties?
1: Well, to Catherine's point, it doesn't matter who's in government, but I think it's a narcissistic food fight, uh, you know, and it's, it's all about chasing the vote. Um, there are uh, there are a number that are pragmatic I'd like to think when I was there I was one of them but it it's no longer that it really isn't it's about chasing the next election
0: as soon as the 2015 election ended they were all focused on
3: 2019 that's it but even more so, about two years in, hey Michelle, like it's usually at around the halfway point we see any government really start to focus on the next election.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
3: I and e the town halls. Now, what do you think these these uh, town halls are about that Trudeau's doing, and here in Ontario, wins doing them too. What do you think that's about? It's called electioneering on the taxpayers' dime.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: And and Linda, that's always an issue, isn't it? Using the taxpayers' money to promote your political party. You no, know, that's what, what they're said. doing
2: it's been a huge issue forever and where does that serve the people and where does that serve democracy mm-hmm. so we're using our own tax dollars in a really a propaganda fed machine to try to get somebody reelected. and i'm going to tell you roy politics is a dirty game i mean we're seeing at the height of this with me too right now and what happened to patrick brown in ontario and it goes on and on let's come back to the Brass tax, we need every family in Canada to be able to afford their taxes, which are way too high. Being able to afford a great lifestyle. We live in a great country. But i got to tell you, I am so fearful for where we're being railroaded on democracy too many times. And let's go back to the veterans. This is a travesty. To hear this, please, come on. These guys fought for us. Let's treat them well. You
0: know, you just yep. said you just said something that that I've never heard expressed before, but it's so sensible. Set the taxation limit where people can actually afford it and have a life. So there, you know, we we, we talk a lot about people living off credit, uh, and we are we're a debtor nation now, as far as individuals are concerned. We have massive individual and family debt. Set the taxes where people can actually live can do what we used to do, we used to be the most saving nation in the world, yeah. and give people an opportunity to balance their lives, instead of running up massive deficits and then saying, well, Swift and Simpson and Leatherdale will pay for it.
2: But think about this, Roy. When you're in debt, you are now a slave. You are a slave. You are a slave. You are not a free citizen. You are not in democracy. When you can't pay your tax bill and you can't pay your credit card bill or your mortgage, and we've known rates are going up, we have record household debt. We are now a slave. Think about that, everybody. We based our whole system on freedom. But are we really free?
0: How many people are, Catherine, how many people are awake late, late at night thinking about the very things that Linda just mentioned?
2: Well, lots, sadly, yeah. lots. And I think we have
3: some, there's some pretty good survey data to show that. But, what, but again, let's not, and this is not a unique problem to our current times and not unique to Canada by any stretch, but we as voters, we do have the power. Uh, we need to inform ourselves better about issues Realize that they're buying, they're 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 promising us baubles, the governments, and again, all of them are guilty to varying degrees. But they've got their hands in our back pockets, on our Mm wallets, at the same time. It's our money, and we need to get better informed as voters. And the higher every virtually every almost every government right now is still looking for more tax dollars, even though we know they're taxing us at roughly 45 to 50 percent of what we're making, and in some instances more. How ridiculous! We also know they waste billions. So it's not simply the level of taxes, it's also how it's used. And Mm -hmm. we see the tens of billions that are wasted, and and the high taxes we face, and the fact that average people aren't allowed to keep enough of their money to make decent choices for their own family, to plan for their own retirement, and so on. And that's a crime. That's a crime.
0: Just this one thought. Uh, I was listening to some of the speeches that were delivered by people who are running for leaderships of parties. And specifically, I was listening to Doug Ford and to... uh, Christine Elliott, who are running for the leadership of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party, they sounded like every other politician who's ever gotten up and said, I want to lead a party. It sounded like, I'm promising you this, I'm going to do that, I'll be this. And they use, they're they using words they don't use in regular uh, dialogue. They're using words that that don't mean anything to people. Talk, and I thought Doug Ford has, has the responsibility as the populist to talk like a, the average guy. I'm going to be talking with him tomorrow. Anyway, beauties, we're out of time. And what can I say?
2: Again. Already? Yeah, again.
0: (laughs) It always happens, doesn't it? It's a curse. We'll talk to you next Saturday.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, and we'll come back after this.